You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me. And um, I want to talk to you about something that's perhaps a little bit out of the box, but I want to talk to you about uh, solutions before problems. And uh, years ago, before our church ever really began to blossom, uh, many, many times uh, I would tell our church and tell my wife, I said, we are a solution for a problem that doesn't exist yet. And whenever God is going to do something in the future, he will begin to provide an answer for the problem needed before the problem ever exists. And when you think about, you can go all the way back into to the life of Christ. Uh, of course, we know this. The Bible says that God knows the end from the beginning. He said, I am the first and the last. And so um, for us as humans, when we look at life, we only see part of the picture, the, the part that's been painted from the past. But we don't know what the final picture is going to look like. With God, he has the ability to look at our lives, and he already knows the end from the beginning, so he sees the finished product. We, never, we don't do that. That's why we walk by faith. So when it comes to Christ, we know that the issue of sin uh, was a huge problem for humanity. And yet, and it happened in the garden, but the Bible says that God had already, before the problem ever existed, he'd already provided the solution because the Bible says that Christ, Jesus, was slain before the foundation of the world. So the Lord is proactive. You know, when he talks about, he talks about that he is our provision. Well, when you break that down, pro means ahead, vision. So God is, he's, and he knows this. He said, I know what you have need of even before you ask. And uh, so, you know, with, with God providing the solution before the problem ever exists, uh, there are two things that, that he does. One is preparation and one is positioning. And uh, for us, uh, many, many times, what we are going through in our life, we don't realize it, but it's preparation or it's positioning. And I can tell you that both of them can be painful. Um, when, and I want to give you some examples here uh, in the scriptures. Uh, when it talks about John the Baptist, you know, prophetic words had declared that before Christ could come, that he would send a man before him who would prepare the way, a forerunner of Christ. And so, John, he's, the scripture says he is in the wilderness till the day of his revealing to the people of Israel. And uh, most, most scholars believe that John was probably around 30 years old when he came out of the wilderness. So you think about this, he is living in the wilderness for all of his adult life. He doesn't understand his purpose, but he cannot be released in it because the need for him has not yet arisen. He cannot be released until Christ is getting ready to enter into his ministry. And so 
the purpose of John's life was tied to somebody else. Many, many times we don't understand it, but what we're going through or the purpose that we have is not just for us, but it is connected to something else. And we're not pushed into, we're not thrust into what we feel we're called to do because the problem uh, doesn't exist yet. And so uh, I, I, I was going back in prayer and I was thinking about this. Moses, you know, God, he can, he'll wait a lifetime for a person before he ever thrusts them into their purpose. And when you story the, read the story of Moses, he's 80 years old before God ever releases him into his calling, and he doesn't even understand it. And, you know, it's very strange because uh, Aaron was a few years older than Moses. Aaron was Moses' brother, and, of course, God anointed Aaron as the very first high priest. And you think, well, if Aaron was older, then why didn't God choose Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt into Canaan land, why did he pick Moses? Because Aaron had never lived in the wilderness. Moses had. Moses was being prepared that 40 years that he lived in the wilderness in Midian. He was being prepared for something that did not yet exist. Why didn't God bring him out when he was 60? Or why didn't God bring him out when he was 50? Why didn't he anoint him then? Because Moses' life was being controlled by a prophetic word that had been released over 400 years before he was ever born. Israel could not come out of Egypt until the prophetic word of the Lord had been fulfilled. And God told Abraham, he said, your seed is going to be afflicted in Israel for 400 years. In actuality, it was about 430. So it didn't matter whether Moses was ready or not. He was a solution for a problem or for a vision that God had for Israel that did not, it wasn't yet needed. Many times... God will never allow us to be a solution until the need arises. I mean, I went through this for years, uh, thinking, God, why can't our church grow? Why are we, you know, we did everything we could think of because the DNA of who Regeneration Nashville is was not needed a few years ago. It wasn't until God use coronavirus to shake the very foundations of society around the earth that people begin to be hungry for the things of the Lord. And, and it's not just that. It is that we are now entering into the final harvest. Not everybody is relevant their whole life. Some people are just, all they do is they maintain what God is doing. It doesn't mean it's bad. And then there are other people that God uses that he uses them to bring new purpose into the earth. And so Moses could never come out of where he was until the need for what he was was needed. And when he's 80, prophecy has now been fulfilled and God says it's time for Israel to come out. Then God pushes him into that. 
there are some of you that are listening to me, you are a solution for something that is not yet needed or for a problem that doesn't yet exist. And many times God will uproot us from something and we think, well, God, why would you do that? Because he has to position you in the right place for you to do what God has raised you up to do. You know, for me, God uprooted me from where I was raised in, in another state, and he uprooted me and he brought me to, to this city, Nashville, and oh my, it was so painful. But see, I could not do there what God needed me to do here. So he positioned me. Uh, with David, when you think of David, David is, you know, he's a shepherd boy, and God begins to do this work in him, and he does extraordinary things. He kills a lion and he kills a bear. What was this about? God was preparing him for another battle, but David could not come out of, of the field until there was a need for what was in him to be released. And that was, there was no giant at that moment. The moment that the giant shows up Goliath and begins to challenge God's people, God said, now I'm gonna bring the solution for the need that does exist. Hallelujah. Man, I feel this in my spirit. There are so many of you that don't realize it, but God has now extracted you. He's pulling you in different places. He's positioning you, and there is, God will prepare you. When you think of Jesus, he said this. He says, when he, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he says, he has anointed me. What was he doing? He was preparing him. And then all of a sudden, the Bible says immediately he is, he's led by the Spirit. One talks about he's driven into the wilderness. It was there that he confronts the enemy. He is getting ready to address something that had not yet been needed. And it took the anointing of the Lord to do it. Um, God, you, you can't get outside of God's timetable. And when we as children of the Lord are walking in harmony with God, then we are tied to his timetable. Um, you know, I've, I've often wondered, Lord, why did you make me preach 48 years before I ever saw the breakthrough or I was released in my purpose? And only God can, can give that understanding. I don't know if it's the prophetic was needed or, or it was God was doing preparation in me, but there's many of you that feel like that you have labored all of your adult life and you're not yet seeing the fruition of God come forth. And, you know, when, uh, one, one of my, I think my favorite character in, in the Old Testament, there's two of them, one is Job, and the other one is Joseph. And this is Joseph's life, a beautiful example of, of the principle that I'm, in, that I'm attempting to try to break down here. He's 17, he has his call of God in his life, he's been given these dreams, and then the process. 
the positioning begins to take place. And oh, this is so painful. He can't fulfill what God has birthed him for where he's at. It has to be a different place. So God starts the, not, he starts the preparation in Joseph of the building of the character, and he's also repositioning him. And we know he, he goes from his father's house, he goes to the pit, and then he goes from the pit, he winds up in the prison. Now, we think, well, that's just not fair that God would, would let Joseph go to prison when he's such a godly man. Well, the first thing you have to remember is wherever Joseph went, whether it's Potiphar's house or the prison or the pit, there was always favor on him. He always had favor. Many of you are still in existence today. You are surviving because you don't realize it, but there is favor of God on you. And so Joseph winds up in prison. We say, well, that's a horrible thing. No, the prison was the front door to the palace. You say, what does that mean? Joseph had in him the ability to interpret dreams, all right? But God has to put him in the prison because that's where he's going to meet the baker and the butler. The baker and the butler are connected to the palace. So it, Joseph wasn't in prison because he was a bad man. He was in prison because he was a solution to a need that didn't yet exist. One day, the need exists. The king now needs an interpretation of a dream. It is the butler, I, I believe it was the butler, that says, I know a man. Joseph would have never met the butler if he hadn't have been in the prison. God will put you in some unique positionings because it is the key to where you're going. Joseph wound up in the palace second in command because he is now a solution for a need that had not yet existed. That's why he had to stay in prison. It, until the king had the dream, it didn't matter if Joseph was a solution or not. There was no need. The moment that the king has the dream, boom, just like that, within 24 hours, Joseph gives the interpretation. And the next thing we know, he is, he is you know, second in command. And so um, I will give you one more example. You know, we... We as God's people, we, we have to wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And the principle of, of being able to wait on God and to patiently endure. And uh, many times, you know, we feel like, hey, we're here because this is the commandment of God. So let's go to the New Testament. Jesus is getting ready to leave, and he looks at his disciples, and he says, I need you to tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. So they are in a room, and they are tarrying, but they're not sure what for. But, you know, a day goes by, two days goes by, five days go by, and nothing happens. Why is it not happening? Because what is getting ready to be released to them is tied to prophecy. It's tied to the prophetic calendar of God. It's tied to the fourth feast, which is called the day of or, or Pentecost. And 
The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly there came a sound. You are in a waiting period that God can't speed up. He is tied to some things. But I can tell you this, we are a solution now for a need that does exist. And in this world, people are in need of a divine encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. As I end, I want you to think about this. What would have happened if Joseph would have broke out of prison the day before the king called for him? You know what he meant? He'd have been a fugitive on the run with a bounty on his head from the king. But because he chose to stay where God put him and not break out, the next day he's promoted in the kingdom. Don't let the devil make you break out of where God's put you. And then you realize, oh my goodness, I should have stayed where I was. God is going to use you to meet needs. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, I've lived a lot of this, and I can tell you it does work. And God's on your side. God bless you. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.